Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Well, it's a time of uh, can I say uncertainty? Is that word overused right now? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I won't say it then. And a time of of fear. Uh, so many things happening in in uh, our our culture and our society now. With uh, between I don't know what politics and COVID and all of these other things, uh, all of this stuff happening that can make us feel uneasy about about life. So we are going to talk about that today with uh, the Reverend David Haberstock, regional pastor for Lutheran Church Canada. Central Region. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. So, who are who are the people that you serve in the Central Region of of Lutheran Church Canada? Uh, okay. Well, I, I serve uh, what used to be known as Central District, and back when Lutheran Church Canada was officially part of the Missouri Synod, uh, it used to be known as the Man Sask District. So, there's about 82 congregations that I serve. Uh, and they are spread out over a massive area. It's about 20 hours of driving from east to west and about 10 hours north to south in my area. And in the last year and a half, I have actually been able to get to at least 90% of those congregations and uh, visit with most of the pastors who serve those congregations. That is quite a territory to, uh, quite yeah, a, it, a region to cover. That's a, a large area to cover. It, it covers uh, what the provinces of Saskatchewan and Manitoba and also the northwestern part of Ontario. And mm-hmm. Ontario is a province that is bigger than Texas. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's big. You've recently written about fear. How is fear manifesting itself in our lives today? Well, I mean, I think Sarah's introduction kind of covered it a little bit. Uh, I was thinking about this specifically in relation to the pandemic uh, these last six months, and especially with the lockdown that occurred in the first several months, uh, you know, people were stuck inside their houses, they were cut off from their normal uh, social circles, and a lot of people were glued to their TVs. And of course, uh, TV and social media, they, they want your attention. That's what is their bread and butter. They want it. And so they have a tendency to catastrophize in their headlines and in how they cover topics. Uh, they have a tendency to make things sometimes sound worse or to play on your fears. That's just kind of a natural part of the mediums that of uh, social media and television. And so I've really been pondering, especially as I interact with my pastors and my parishes in this area, I've really been reflecting on how much fear there is. And my wife and I have talked about it a lot. And in reality, I've been noticing that that fear goes two ways. And this was actually, I think, more my wife who kind of codified that for me and, and made me think it through, that it really is going two ways. There's these two directions right now. There's people who are terrified about getting COVID-19. And then there are a lot of people who are on the other side, maybe don't even realize that they're scared, just as the people who are afraid of COVID might not be realizing they're terrified or that they're scared. But there's people on the other side who are afraid of what these shutdowns are doing to 
people's mental health or to family livelihoods, you know, to the overall economy or to institutions like our churches, our schools and to society in general. I mean, I'm sure you guys have all heard the statistic that is really easy to track that alcohol consumption is shot through the roof <laughs> these last three, uh, six months here. Uh, and of course, that's going to have an impact on many, many homes. Um, and you know, in my own home here, which is probably uh, normal for most homes, my wife and I kind of find ourselves on opposite sides. Now, neither of us are super uh, sensitive to fear and negative emotion, but we're finding ourselves, you know, to have really amped up fears at this time. And my wife's certainly much more concerned about people who would get um, uh, uh, COVID, such as our daughter, our, our grade school daughter who has cystic fibrosis. So, I mean, that's a really natural, understandable concern. And I'm on the other side where I'm very concerned about what are we doing to our society. But both of us, we've realized, especially as we've been snippy with each other, we've realized that both of us are just carrying a lot more fear and concern right now. And I, I know we're not the only ones out there. Everybody I talk to is much more elevated right now. And it can be pretty overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Does this fear have a, a purpose in our lives at all? Or, or is this something we should try to avoid? Um, no, you, you don't need to avoid fear. I mean, um, fear in general does have a purpose. I mean, when you get afraid about something, um, you know, science has told us that your amygdala in your brain activates. Uh, and fear causes you to become more aware and to be more reactive and responsive to things that are going on around you. Uh, it can cause you, you've all heard of fight or flight mode. It can cause you to go into that mode. And that sort of thing can, can save you in the midst of something that's actually really significant and threatening to you, uh, you know, because it prepares you to initiate some kind of a survival tactic or a coping mechanism. Uh, and it tells you, well, you know, things just aren't quite right at the moment. Uh, and after all, the Lord created us with those systems in us. So there is a positive purpose for fear. Uh, but the problem that not only pastors have noticed, but psychologists have studied for a long time, is that when you find yourself afraid, like all of the time, that something ultimately can go wrong with you, both mentally and spiritually, even physically, um, with all of those processes in your brain and your body. Uh, and when you're in a constant state of fear and of arousal due to that fear, when it goes on too long, those systems, they can literally almost get stuck on. And, uh, and that's, that's a real problem to always be living there. And that's one of the problems I think as a society that we're having right now is that all of us have a very elevated level of fear right now. And that's something we're going to have to deal with uh, down the road, if not right at this moment here. We, we certainly will have to deal with it. So how do we deal with it? What is the answer to fear? You know, um, you, you, the interesting thing about that is that the answer to fear, both what you see in the Bible, but also what you even see in the collective wisdom of the world, the answer to fear is love. I mean, uh, St. John says in First uh, John chapter 4, verse 18, he says, there is no fear in love because uh, perfect love casts out fear. And John even continues there. He says, fear has to do with punishment. Uh, but the one who has been perfected, and of course that word there, perfected, uh, it, it really means something along the lines of completed uh, or shown the end of something. The one who's been perfected or shown the end of love has no fear. Uh, and, and of course the end of love 
the end of perfect love for you, for you to be perfected in love, is for you to be shown the end of the love that God your Father has for you in his Son, Jesus Christ. I mean, that is the perfect and complete love of God for humanity. The fact that Jesus, the Son of God, took on our flesh and laid down his life and shed his innocent uh, precious blood so that you might be saved. And so really the answer to fear is love. And so you can find that love in one another, but specifically, ultimately, cosmically, the love that God has for you in Jesus, that is the ultimate answer to fear. And thanks be to God for that, because uh, we certainly don't have that ability in ourselves to uh, to to give each other that kind of love that, that only God yeah. can give us through True. Christ. Where do we find these words of comfort in scripture, in God's word, um, or, or when we're in, in church on a Sunday? Where, if, if we can go to church on a Sunday, where do we find these words of comfort? Well, you know, um, I think in the Christian life in general, you're going to find them all over God's word, all over the Bible. And in Christian life, your, your spiritual bread and butter, your everyday go-to is simply to open up God's word for yourself, whether you use a little devotional such as portals of prayer or something else, but to actually open that word for yourself and to read it and to allow God to speak to you in and through what he has revealed through his prophets and apostles. Um, and, and as you read it, I mean, God's word is going to cause you to think about things and it's going to cause you to respond in prayer and thanksgiving. Uh, I personally, over the last couple of years, um, kind of stumbled upon a practice of praying through the Psalms each day. And that's been a real blessing to me uh, because the Psalms are that spot in the Bible where every single emotion under the sun that humans experience uh, find voice there. And there's all kinds of prophecies about Jesus and there's all kinds of promises of God's love for you and his comfort in the Psalms, uh, especially in response to those fears and those angers and those anxieties that we have. Um, but, you know, interestingly, too, you, you know that that old hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus? Oh, there's, yes. <laughs> there's a line in there that says, put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. And over the last probably year, um, I have literally begun to pray on most days that the Lord would equip me with all of those gifts that he promises in the pieces of the armor of God that Ephesians chapter 6, especially verses 10 to 17, uh, the, the armor of God that's talked about there. I mean, there's just such wonderful blessings to meditate on that and to claim those things for yourself and to ask God to equip you with them. Uh, I think the one that probably in my own anxieties, which is uh, most helpful to me, is uh, the shield of faith. And as I've read through the Psalms, there's all these verses that talk about uh, Jesus as our shield, you know, the anointed of the Lord who shields us and who shelters us under the shadow of his wings. And so uh, when I pray, you know, Lord, uh, be my shield, you know, your faithfulness, let that be my shield. Uh, and the promise that's there in Ephesians 6 is that the shield of faith, which, uh, which quenches the flaming arrows of the evil one. I'll often pray, Lord, you know, equip me with that shield of your faithfulness and quench those attacks, those temptations that the evil one's firing into my flesh. And I'm a really psychosomatic person where I literally feel in my body, uh, my emotions or the things that are eating at me. 
And there have been times where when I pray that, I can literally feel like a tightness around my heart begin to kind of melt away or maybe a a tightness uh, under a shoulder blade or in my neck begin to loosen a little bit because some kind of temptation that I've been wrestling with, uh, the Lord simply literally makes it go go away. He shields me uh, with his love. Uh, And it's just, it's it's beautiful. So that's been a real place for me. But you know, that's your bread and butter is to read God's word every single day, to turn to the Lord in prayer and cast all your anxieties on him. But uh, the other thing I would be remiss if I didn't mention is, uh, you know, in, in our catechism and in scripture, you hear this thing described that we sometimes call private confession and absolution. Uh, and that is where the real bomb of salvation that heals the wounded soul is going to be found. Because that's where the word of Christ's forgiveness is applied to the sins which you know and which you feel in your heart. And when you name sins that are bothering you, uh, when you name them out loud just between you and your pastor and God, and then God through your pastor declares that thing which has been troubling you, he declares it forgiven and removed from you as far as the east is from the west. I mean, man, have I ever found that there is healing and there is joy and there is strength to live out my faith and to uh, fight against those temptations that I might have. Uh, There's strength when the gospel is applied so directly and personally to you in such a way. Mm, Thanks be to God Mm -hmm. for that word of forgiveness, that word of hope that equips us in so many ways as well equips us to uh, to face that fear. Thank you so much, Pastor, for being our guest, the Reverend David Haverstock, Regional Pastor for Lutheran Church Canada's Central Region. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.